You're listening to Redemption Cast, Season 4, Episodes 7 and 8, Apocalypse Nowish and Habeas Corpses. The Beast has arrived, and he's here to rain down fire and murder lawyers, and he's almost out of lawyers. Oh, and Connor and Cordy make sweet, sweet... I'm Stephanie. Kim has quit the show. I'm Alira. <laughs> oh, God. And I'm Moira. Hey, hey Moira. <laughs> so, uh, I'm so physically ill from watching these episodes. <laughs> we have to call in the big guns. Doc Brown is here. <laughs> yes, I'm yes. here to lend you support. That's right. Yeah. You're here to lend We've got to go back. <laughs> <laughs> I oh. wish I could go back to before I watched... Uh, Apocalypse Nowish. That was yeah. so dramatic. It is. I know. Listening to the commentary, uh, Stephen Donat's like, yeah, you know, uh, there were some uh, viewers that didn't, that really didn't like uh, Cordelia and Connor being together. Really? <laughs> there were like 99.9% of fans oh hate so, it. Do you guys remember how we all hated Dawn? Mm-hmm. Because uh-huh. she was unnecessary and contrived, literally and figuratively contrived. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, this is worse. <laughs> this is worse. Yeah, I would agree with you. This so is worse. worse. This is. Um, <sighs> so I'm just going to lay it out right here on the table and say the the part that gets me the most, I think, right from the get go, and then it gets worse. But the part that really gets me is this idea that Cordy is going to gift him sex. That really grossed me out. That really, really, really grossed me out. Um, because I find that gross. I find that to be a really weird form of objectification. Um, and that, that idea was just gross in and of itself, regardless who the recipient of this quote unquote gift would be that already put me off. The fact that it's Connor (laughs) in all of his maladroit, creepy junk food, only Gamergate loving. I bet you, I bet you he'd be a gamer gator self. And just, she had standards. Didn't she have standards? What's, this is so gross. It's <clears throat> so gross. And it's just gross, gross. Like, it's really gross. The whole, oh, it's the end of the world, so let's fuck scenario is gross. The, I'm going to give you the gift of my punani, which is gross. And this idea of it being who it is as well is, tri- it's triple gross. It's so gross. I, I, I don't know how else to describe it. I was so can, grossed out. Can I just make you even more physically sick? <laughs> Uh, well, first, I, first, I have to maybe? mention to our listeners, uh, Kim is not here. Hopefully, she's joining us because uh, we're dying to hear what she has to say, uh, too. Um, so let me read you a little bit of dialogue from the season three uh, finale tomorrow. Uh, it's Cordy and Angel. Um, this is before they get separated at the beach and all that. 
Um, they're walking down the hall and they say, Cordy says, I'm not telling your 16 year old boy that 16 year old, by the way, Angel mm-hmm. says, well, someone has to make sure he knows the facts of life. My track record with the whole man woman thing isn't, you know, I don't want to use the words tragic farce, but Cordy says, why not? You're still telling him. Angel says, you could help fill in the blanks. He's going to have questions. Like, what do you do with a woman's slug tea again? <laughs> and Cordy says, you and your vampire hearing. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> Angel literally asked Cordy in the finale to teach Connor about sex. <laughs> so gross. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I, I just have to talk to my kids. I'll be right back. I'm just pretending to walk <laughs> into the show. <laughs> Um, well, uh, when I watched this, which is a while ago now, cause I, you know, caved and whatever, watched, watched ahead of you guys. But anyway, the night I watched it, I was so horrified. I started instantly messaging Robin with my rage and horror. <laughs> and I was yes. like, what the hell? What? I don't, ah, this is gross. What are they doing? Ah, ah. Yeah. I was pretty overcome <laughs> as I recall. <laughs> um, yeah. This is going to be like a, uh, we're all going to come together and talk about where are you when, Connor, you discovered <laughs> Well, see, for me, the thing that bugged me was, um, Illyrio hit on it a bit yeah. when you said something like, is this, you know, is this the Cordy that we know? And I was thinking, I, I don't feel like, okay, I feel like she wouldn't have chosen to cope with an end of the world scenario in that particular way. Like it just, yeah, for lack of a better way to say it. it she just hands all memories back though. Yeah, but it's not true to her. Like, I'm sorry. He's, listen to me. She rocked him as a baby. Okay. Just a few I months ago. Were, a few months ago. Like I mean, <laughs> what, pardon? I thought you were going to say like a hurricane. <laughs> that was later. Um, no, so she, she, you know, she literally changed his diapers, Robin. Okay, I'm. Mm-hmm. That's gross. It's like, and she was in love with Angel, so he's more sun-like to her. This is Oedipal. This is it's disgusting. It's not Oedipal. Yeah. Okay, whatever. If it's Oedipal, I don't. I don't mean to be a pedant about this. But oh yeah, you're always a pedant. Oedipal, it's okay, it's go all ahead. about his desires. I know. But she's motherly. He doesn't recognize her. He doesn't see her as that. So, f- frankly, he's okay here. He's not the. Problem. No, no, I no, I. You're he's right. I, I agree with that. But she, but she's also okay. All right, but she's also well aware no. that he. No, he's well aware that he. Yeah, we're talking to each other. Sorry. Sorry, yeah, Mario, you're very low again. So. <gasps> she knows. Is this he, better, guys? Yes. Yeah, Sorry about yeah. that. Um, she knows he desires her. She says as much. And I think last week you guys said, um, you know, he's supposed to be 18 slash 16, whatever age he is. And Courtney <laughs> seems like she's, you know, 28 or something, right? Yeah. I mean, she's supposed to be 22 or 23, but it, it, she doesn't seem that way. And she certainly has had a character arc in which she has grown and developed. And we, we love Cordy, right? We love this mature Cordy who is capable of falling in love with Angel and having a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And so this person, who is literally <laughs> robbing the cradle, okay, is not <laughs> who I envision as the Cordy I know him. So I just was completely repulsed by it just based on that, let alone the gift of sex bullshit. You know, mind you, they used to use the end of the world scenario all the time in, in, the, in the war, you know, in World yeah. War II. It was like, let's have sex because tomorrow we could die, you know, so... Yeah. Grease too. Uh, yes. my, my favorite was a dogma. <laughs> Pardon? Dogma. It was, it was literally the end of the world. And, <laughs> and, oh, yeah. uh, and, and Jay has taken his clothes off. <laughs> 
That was great. Uh, yeah, anyway. just a couple of weeks ago, I was watching American Gods, and there was this mention of there's a reason there are so many hotel rooms next to funeral, uh, next to cemeteries. Mm. Like in in television, in dramas, there's this idea of uh, needing uh, comfort in, in a time of you know uh, um, yes of despair, morning, or despair. Yeah. yeah i don't think it's a real thing i don't know but it seems to be a television thing. <laughs> it's very it's much a television trope and and sometimes mm-hmm. when they do it it's so repulsive because you just think no 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 they're not going to turn to each other and start passionately kissing at this point no that's not what's going to happen but they, yeah, I agree. And so this was sort of along those lines. And it was so forced, right? Oh, you know, you never had a childhood. Ugh. So instead, I'll give you sex. And, you know, because, hey, you skipped childhood anyway. So let's go straight to Nookie. Come on. Uh, uh, gross. Yes. I think we all agree. But, but, but like Matt A, I don't know, Matt A may have sent in feedback, but we were kidding about it back a couple of weeks ago, he was talking about, he was like, oh, good for Connor. You know, he could see it from Connor's point of view. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, can I read you some trivia? Read, Robin. <laughs> yes, please. Anyway, all right. So like you said, this is written by Stephen tonight, who, uh, you know, is uh, brought over from Buffy. Um, and he says that he was fully prepared to write in a moment that would be unpopular. He said the first one that he did was uh, Buffy's episode, Dead Things, where Spike humps Buffy at the bronze while she watches her friends. Uh, this, he said that, that was Joss's idea, but and he kind of feels honored because it was referenced in Entertainment Weekly's interview with Sarah Michelle Gellar, where she was like announcing that uh, Buffy was ending, and then she named that as one of her least favorite moments of the series. <laughs> but he still likes it because it was such a dark episode. That was the one where like uh, Katrina was killed by the nerds and all that, yeah. But uh, the next one that he wrote that was unpopular was uh, Seeing Red, and uh, that's the one where Tara shot. <laughs> uh, and he says he's had to apologize to fans many times over for that. And he says, uh, quote, one of the biggest things this, this year has been the reaction to Apocalypse Now-ish. Everybody loved the show. Basically giving it five stars, then taking three away because of the very end. <laughs> <laughs> so he acknowledges that, you know, sometimes he writes the tough ones. Who's this? It's Stephen DeKnight, the writer of the episode. Mm-hmm. Even the what? Were you thinking? DeKnight. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's so... Ugh. And yeah, awesome episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome episode. Ruined. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love, I love it. I love it because Angel is so crushed by this betrayal. Like mm-hmm. nobody in the world could betray, could hurt Angel and betray him, but his own child like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, what was so re- your reaction, Illyrio, when you see Cordy and Connor making love, and then it pans Thrusting. over, to, and <laughs> and, you, yeah, and then you see that Angel is watching them. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> that, that's well, I, I, <laughs> can we talk about another part that really pissed me off about this episode? Sure. Oh, sure. <laughs> and I think it was this episode. Cordy telling Angel they can't be together because she got to see him being evil. That was the beginning of the episode. Yep. Yeah. Guys, what? <laughs> what? 
Well, what? Mm, to be fair, what she said, mm, but she said, no, 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 not, talking about not the now. Yeah, that that's part of the story. Yeah. Okay. Like the idea that this is part of the story is ludicrous. What do you mean? That's just that's there for convenience, so they don't get together. Yeah, it, oh, it, 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 they're good. giving her something to Pity writing. Be lazy. Yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know what? I don't know if I think that's completely lazy writing because uh, there's some validity to her saying that seeing it and feeling what those people felt, well, yeah. and worse, worse than that, feeling his absolute reveling in torturing these people. That I think that's pleasure. the part. That's yeah. the part that's put her off. So, I, and she didn't say never. She said. Give me time, right? Yeah. But what I'm talking about is them bringing that up as something she got to observe in the first place. Oh, I see what you mean. You're not saying you don't think that seeing it is believable. You're I saying think, the fact that it I now is to react that way. Sure, but okay. I'm talking okay. about the uh, this idea that she got to see that somehow, and that somehow that's the first time we hear that. <laughs> it's the first time we hear of this. Well, yeah. it is like all the, we knew was that she had her head in the clouds and was criticizing people uh, people for not hearing her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, this, this is the first time though she's got her memories back. So she she's now talking about what she remembered I while get it. she was but up in the clouds. The fact that up in the clouds she got to experience that doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Like, was she an omniscient being and she could see and and hear everything that's ever occurred? Was she literally a god? Mm, no, because yeah. she didn't have any power. It was uh, well, she... not not a very specific. So just, uh, I just found that to be convenient retconning. To yeah. a certain extent, like not actual retconning, but convenience. In plot. It's almost like a way for her to be disgusted by Angel and pushed towards Connor. Yeah, I don't know. It's I don't see any benefit to this union to be, you know, blunt about it, because the, what? So at the end of the following episode, we get the reveal that Angel saw them. And so she freaks out like, I don't get it. it uh, the, you know what the only positive was? I got to see Charisma Carpenter act completely uh, full of uh, morning after regret. That was really, <laughs> that was great. That was, a, I was so happy that she had that awful look on her face. Um, um, I mean, the fact that it was in the context of them being naked under covers and him kissing her shoulder made me uh, want to puke. <laughs> You know, and I was watching this on my lunch break at work. Not very convenient, <laughs> yeah. frankly. Oh. Uh, did, you, did you notice something different about her in this episode? Uh, like her costuming? Maybe, her, maybe she wasn't standing behind things as much? <laughs> uh, she is now uh, pregnant on the show. Wait, pregnant again? Charisma. No, she's. this is pregnant for, for the first for time. For the first time. Oh, I was going to say that she looked a little... Uh, more round in the face. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is, this is a, is a plus everyone in case you were wondering. Yeah. Um, this is a, especially real because between, I mean, apocalypse, uh, apocalypse now ish actually aired in the fall. And then, um, habeas corpses was the uh, mid season premiere in January. So she does, you know, She's even more pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> in the next in habeas corpses, her her blouse looks very much like a maternity blouse. Mm-hmm. Um. So, you know, damn it, I wanted Kim for this here for this too because I, I know I know she loves the dirt, uh, but maybe she, I'm sure she'll listen. Um. Uh. So, uh, this was something that changed the course of season four, Illyrio. And uh, I'm going to tell you at the end of season four what the season might have been 
But I can tell you right now, this show was very shaky. Uh, like I said to you before, that they had that new showrunner that jumped ship four episodes in. <laughs> we have Joss concentrating on Firefly and then poaching Tim Minear for Firefly. Uh, they're trying to bring Buffy to a fitting end on the other network. Uh, and uh, and all of a sudden, you know, now Charisma Carpenter is pregnant and they have to figure out what to do about that. Um, and um, so so basically they didn't officially announce uh, Charisma was pregnant until mid-season. So this could also be because they were trying to be sensitive to her. Um, but because of the shakiness of the show... And because, <laughs> well, I have gossip. Do you not know the gossip? There's gossip. I'm just saying. I'm gonna. Oh, I'm gonna, gonna list it off it. here. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna, uh, okay. <laughs> but these are rumors. Okay. Listen. These are rumors because they waited till the mid season to announce it, and because uh, they had to change up the uh, original plan of season four. Uh, rumors sprung up all over the place because of fan speculation. And I have been researching like crazy to try, try to you know, nail down what's real and what's not. So okay. um, <laughs> somehow it's trying. Uh, the, the, the one rumor is that uh, Christmas somehow was trying to hide the pregnancy until she couldn't hide it anymore. Uh, another rumor was that there was a huge feud between her and Joss. There was a huge feud between her and the cast and the crew because of uh, the upset. There's and and there's a huge feud between Joss and the people of Angel because of Joss going over to Firefly. There's all sorts of like craziness. Also, you know, on top of the strangeness of Cordy disappearing with Gru last season for a few episodes and Cordy being stuck in the clouds at the beginning of the season, lots of fan speculation happened because of that. And you know. Could this be because just just how the story was going, or is this because of some sort of rumored feud? Um, and if so, can Ryan Murphy please develop a season of feud about it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so there are definitely some facts I'm going to share at the end of the season and in season five, but I wanted to definitely address that there is a pregnancy going on here. And you know, if any listeners want to like share actual facts and not rumors, <laughs> please let me know. Well, what I had heard, and I feel pretty confident. I don't know if I read this or if I heard David Fury say it, but I'm okay. pretty sure David Fury said that that they, the producers, were mad at her because she didn't tell them. I, exactly. Like, like I've heard that these things might have been said, but there's been no – I've not seen any sort of like – interviews or anything about it. There's a good interview with Charisma Carpenter in season five that I'm going to definitely be sharing the details of when, once we get there, but it's hard to like do this stuff and not spoil anything for for you. I'm so, I will tell you there was an interview with Charisma right around the time of the pregnancy announcement. And I'm just going to quote from her. Okay. Ready? My My water could break on the set. I've only started to pop within the last few weeks, and uh, thus far they've been camouflaging my condition by putting me in overcoats. But at this point, I don't know how they'll continue to handle my pregnancy or if I'll be able to finish the season. Hmm. And that's just what Charisma said at the time. (laughs) Uh, I don't understand, which this is not nor here nor there, but why in this day and age this is a thing? Like you would think... I mean, I can understand, like, back in the 50s and 60s, stars, celebrities, actresses, 
that, that there were problems about maternities and just how is this still a problem? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how. I don't understand. How they, I guess how, writers don't want to be obligated to write it into their shows, first yeah. of all. Shooting schedules being what they are, who knows when episodes are going to air. You might be shooting one episode that'll air after two others that you'll shoot later. And so just for visual continuity, I'm sure they wouldn't want David Boreanaz to put on 35 pounds over a Christmas break. Stephanie's point's a good one because like in in Seinfeld, they they just hid Julia Louis-Dreyfus's pregnancies and... Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like nobody was wise, or if they were, we just looked the other way. You know, yeah. like it's mm-hmm. easy enough to it's easy enough to hide if they really wanted to. I sus- mm-hmm. But I suspect the difference is that that those actresses probably said, "Hey, here's the deal. I'm making babies now. You better get 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 your head around that and start planning." Mm-hmm. And maybe and maybe she just didn't give them any kind of a heads up, which would be frustrating if you're already into production and storyboarding and everything else, and suddenly you have to change gears right so the show is very shaky and i think that Mm. that sometimes makes it either produce shaky material or you know uh yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) solve the problem Uh, Um, so um Mm. Uh, I have some more quotes here. Um, Andy Hellett says, uh, who plays Lauren, he says, there were such things they did as raise countertops, have her carry bags. They cut a hole in the bed so that her bum would go down in the hole to hide her stomach. I give her all the credit in the world. She worked until she was <laughs> nine months and one week pregnant. I thought she was going to give birth on stage seven at Paramount. She's a trooper. She's <laughs> best attitude in the world gorgeous as always never would you know she was pregnant unless you looked at her belly um and uh vincent uh carthizer actually since he did so much work with uh charisma here um says it wasn't it's not like a, a big deal to work with somebody when they're pregnant i really liked how he kind of talks about that in his interview and he says that charisma was tough the only time he ever heard any complaints of there was about how her feet hurt she hated to wear shoes and apparently vincent was a smoker so he opted not to smoke around her anymore <laughs> but the biggest thing was uh that he mentioned in his interview was the sex scene he says I was terrified because they were like, well, you're going to be on top. And I was like, oh, my God, she's four months pregnant. I'm laying on top of this woman. Oh, my God. So I was hovering about two and a half feet over charisma throughout (laughs) the sex scene just to make double sure I wouldn't harm her or her child. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) So that's all the all the charisma stuff I have for you. The, The dirt or what have you. Hey everyone, it's really safe to have sex when you're pregnant. I'm just saying. Yeah, and work and do stuff, and you're not gonna like kill over and die. Oh you can do gosh. all kinds of things when you're pregnant. Yes, you, you can. can. You can play the French Open or whatever. You know, yeah, yeah, no yeah. biggie. Oh my god, you're not dying. That's it's- funny. <laughs> yeah. How how old is is Vince? What's his face? Uh, when he Vincent? was actually yes, when he was uh, actually. I don't know. 20s? He looks pretty young. Really? He looks pretty young. Yeah. yeah, and in the uh commentary, Stephen Denight and the director talk about how, you know, they just are blown away by Vincent's act and he's such a great actor. Like in the editing room he can save you because if you don't have any other coverage, you can always go to him and there's a, a twelve different things going on behind his eyes. And I mean, I can see that. I can see that. But just like, you know, we're watching Smallville and we're talking about Kristen Crook and how the producers love Kristen Crook, how they stay on her face for like 30 seconds longer than they should because they want everybody to love Lana Lang. They want everybody loves Lana Lang. 
And so, but I feel like these producers are like, like your boss, like say your boss comes to you and say, I've hired somebody. They're going to help you out. They got <laughs> these skills and they can do this. And they're like that. And you're like, but those are not the skills I need. I need this, these other skills. To, so this person is like no help. So I just, <laughs> they don't, it's like they look at these actors so differently than we look oh, at them. Yeah. Uh, it's like they want different things than what see, I, fans I, want. Yeah, I agree with you. Cause when I look at Vincent, I don't see him as a multifaceted, nuanced actor, at least in this show. He seems to me to have only a couple of notes that he plays. I see a punchable face. <laughs> <laughs> right, he plays smarmy, slimy, yeah. and, and sullen. It's mm-hmm. a great, Petu- petulant, and- sullen. You know, he's he's an annoying adolescent, is what he plays. Yes, I mean, actually, there's one. It's a bit of a lie. There's one part here in one of these two episodes. You know, the one where he he shows up at the Hyperion and he says to Angel. Uh, you need to come talk to Cordy, and he calls him dad. That's, an, that's the next one, yeah. In the night, well, we're blending. Sorry, um, okay. skipping ahead. Um, that the way he delivered that line, I thought was really good. I yeah. actually enjoyed that. That's actually the first time he's called Angel Dad since uh, he arrived. Mm-hmm. My favorite interaction uh, between them was in the following episode when they discuss what zombies are like. <gasps> don't say anything. Don't say anything. Those are don't my steal my quote. <laughs> Hey, so uh, uh, yeah, it should be apparent to uh, uh, listeners that we're not doing like the full recap. We're just kind of talking yeah. about the episodes. Cause we're riffing, the man. The recaps, uh, I'm, I love writing them, but man, they just so, make it go on so long. Now that we've gotten the really gross part out of the way, can we talk yes. about how awesome these episodes are? <laughs> yes. yes I'm happy to. About, can we talk about the puzzle on the floor out of those papers? Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. was neat. I like that. I really impressed that. What year was this set in? 2002. I'm really impressed that they found a printer that does borderless printing. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying, computer geeky man. That would be rare. It would be very rare. There was an Epson that could... No, there was a Canon that could do that. Maybe an Epson, but no. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah, borderless printing aside, that was pretty neat. I especially like the continuity between them spotting that and then um, Lauren with his little mm-hmm. uh, pointulated uh, diagram, which is very cool. I have to say that um, the idea of that thing setting fire to all those dead bodies mm-hmm. in that square shape was uh. such a great visual. That was so good. And uh, I was yeah. totally fooled uh, when it kept se- when, when it told uh, uh, Angel, you think you can keep her safe. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I thought Cordy, but obviously it was uh, a character I'd completely forgotten about. <laughs> um, what did you think about the Beast? Um, the fight scene with Angel and the other guys with it, uh, there were moments where it looked great. And there were other moments where it looked like a guy wearing a muscle suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it was the tighter shots where it was, it was duking it out with Angel that looked weird. Um, I thought it was great. I think the feet were awkward. Mm-hmm. The um, hooves. Yeah. yeah it, because it looked like a guy standing on wooden shoes. Um, yeah. I thought it was pretty neat. Uh, the makeup job could have been a little better with regards to the color of the lips. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was it was awesome. I, I I really thought that that was a pretty badass monster. Yeah, uh, he, so this is uh, Vladimir Kulich. Um, I, that name sounds familiar to me. 
Why? Well, he was in uh, the X-Files episode.com. He was also in uh, the 13th Warrior Vikings and uh, Ooh, Vikings. The, the Equalizer movie. <laughs> I don't know. Those were like his biggest ones. Oh, is the Equalizer the one where Denzel works at a Home Depot? Yes. <laughs> uh, they said it took three, two to three days for four people to sculpt the costume and another seven hours to fill and shape the huge fiberglass mold. The life cast was made of Coolidge so that the suit would fit, fit him exactly. Uh, they said the night before shooting, they finally established what the costume's paint scheme was going to be. Coolidge went through an eight-hour makeup process. Uh, including prosthetics and fiberglass bodysuit. He says uh, the worst part is the contact lenses. They cover the entire eyeball. Um, He said, but the isolating nature of this 50-pound costume meant that I was able to search a little deeper for material uh, while I was in character because I was cocooned off. It was liberating. Um, And they said that... um, the full suit shots of the beats the beast are usually the stunt double Scott Workman, but uh, whenever they cut to a close up, that's Coolidge for the most part. Okay. And uh, if you notice that final fucking awesome fight scene, <laughs> uh, they they had several homages in there to other movies. Can can you guys name what the movie what they are? Oh, John Woo. John freaking Wesley firing two handguns yeah. while flying through the yes. air is the most yes. badass thing you know what, ever. I, you know what turned me off to that part? What's that? He was firing them at the same time. Yeah. Instead of traditionally right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left. <laughs> that really threw me off. I was like, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> I didn't know there was a, that was the rule. Is, is there a rule? Yeah, there is. You get maximum coverage if you alternate. Oh, okay. Okay. And, of course, after he does that, he does an homage to another movie, uh, which is with the shotgun. Um, he oh. pulls the shotgun and that's Terminator 2. Yes, Judge Terminator, Boy. yeah. And uh, the other one is just the Matrix, uh, the, the whole, like, slowing down and the, he's mm-hmm. deflecting the arrows. I love how he deflects the arrows out of the sky and it, and it, it gets Angel instead. Mm-hmm. That was something else. I love <laughs> Angel getting stabbed in the neck. Oh. Uh, he's not that supposed freaked- to bleed that way, though. I know. Well, it freaked me out, actually. <laughs> he's not supposed to what? Bleed, bleed that way. Bleed like that. Well, there was, they were worried about the, they were warned heavily about the blood. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Where's yeah, the electrical Angel- girl? Like, uh, isn't, where, I miss the <laughs> electrical girl, man. Yeah, what was the point of her? <laughs> but Angel lost. Y'all. Yeah. He's he punched off a building. <laughs> but doesn't he lose a lot? Not like this. No. no. He's supposed to be the champion, and he is not looking very yeah. champion like right no, now. No, not at all. This is the second time he's gotten. Uh, well, actually, that wasn't Wolfram and Hart at that time, but the, yeah. <laughs> previously he got thrown off Wolfram, out of Wolfram and Hart by a, a senior partner, I believe. Yeah. Um, uh, Can we talk yeah. about uh, poor um, oh, Gavin? Gavin. <laughs> oh. Oh, <laughs> oh, Gavin Park! I was shocked. <laughs> His death shocked me. Oh yeah. But you know what really shocked me, you guys? <laughs> What's that? Oh, the toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> I, That's- did we really need all of the toilet paper <laughs> everywhere? Well, that's in the next episode, but that's that's but the still, it part We're talking about both episodes at the same time. I know, I know. I'm just trying to maintain some sort of order, but they I think it's really funny. each other one moment to the next, don't they? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes. Which is why I love doing these double episodes, oh, because yeah, one of them are so serialized like the next day. I mean, 
come on, guys. Uh, why all the toilet paper? You know what? It's a scary place. Uh, it's a scary place, Illyrio, and the people get the crap shit out of just scared out of it. Yeah. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> they need to have lots of toilet paper on hand. Because <laughs> I, you know, I, I remember the cardboard boxes that used to be everywhere. <laughs> You know, it's uh, individually oh. wrapped rolls of toilet paper. Yeah. They, they, they weren't even loose. They were they were the individually wrapped ones. We have some of those at work. No, I know, but that's the thing. Like, you get them from office supply places. Right on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I loved how, it you know, funny. You, you see that scene and you're like, what the hell is Gavin doing? He's just exactly. like belting at it like a puppy dog doing a doggy paddle, you know, just like, blah, 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 blah. And, and then you realize later that he was trying to find this, like, secret mm-hmm. pathway out of there. Uh, yeah. Uh, so um, the Reign of Fire um, was mm-hmm. um, mostly visual effects uh, far, from all the far-off shots of fire raining down. Uh, the close-ups are all practical. They basically took balled-up burlap, tied them with stovepipe wire, soaked them in lighter fluid, and just like set it on fire and dropped awesome. it off. <laughs> they were like, oh man, this is going to look really hokey. And then it ended up looking pretty Sounds cool. like a party. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I saw in the trivia, it says two of the three prophecies given to Wesley by the Loa. Do you remember the Loa? No, help. The, uh, the Loa was that ugly thing. <laughs> yeah, the cheeseburger. The earth shakes. Oh, and the, the cheeseburger. Oh, that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the Dravian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The drive no, through. The drive through. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Remember that. Yeah. Okay, good. He said the earth shakes and the air rains fire. And the next prophecy is the sky turning to blood. So uh, I guess we're waiting for blood sky. Wow. Uh, um, oh, how about uh, Gunn's reaction to rats? <laughs> <laughs> how about that's the appropriate reaction to rats? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. They're like, oh, is this a ghosty thing? No, it's just rats. And we're like, oh, it was just rats. And then <laughs> there are other things, and we're like, wait a minute. Something's mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. It takes a little bit to clue in. The birds are coming in the window, all that mm-hmm. stuff. The bird yeah. cannons. Yeah. Bird cannons, yes. They uh, used cannons. Uh, they, like, shot those birds in, into the glass. Hopefully you That's mean those, those fake birds. I know. I was like, yeah, let's let's let that set in. Bird cannons were used. <laughs> God. Um, uh, the, just so you know the uh, the rats thing. Uh, Gun mentioned that he didn't like rats in Heartthrob, which is a season yeah. three premiere. And they said that uh, actually J. August Richards is also terrified of rats, and they said it was torment for him to shoot that scene. <laughs> uh, no, Claudine, we have yet to discuss Lila dressing up for Wesley. Let's talk about that, shall we? Oh yes. Oh, so um, that was. Hilarious <laughs> and the sad. Fact, the fact that she oh. puts on the accent and that she's talking about how her brain is so big. Uh. <laughs> oh, Lila! I uh, my appreciation for Lila has gone through the roof this season because not only mm. is she uh, just we haven't gotten enough of her being a boss at both Women Heart. By the way, I'd like more of that. But well, um, <laughs> the idea I know, but the the idea that she's doing that to Wesley, not just to titillate him, but to embarrass him, mm-hmm. I thought was uh, very endearing. Endearing indeed, Lila. Good job. I'm, I'm fairly sure, certain, though, it, the embarrassment got turned back on herself when she realized that yes, 
this actually is something Wesley would like her to do for him. Don't and steal my quote. I'm not stealing your quote. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Gunn and Fred seem to be breaking up. Um, oh my god. There's there's issues they here. The murder, which I only was able to send in audio feedback last time. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, holy shit, you guys! Uh, Gun murdered that guy. Um, and uh, I don't know. Uh, it's not cool. And I think it's weird how Fred kind of takes that on herself, which is weird. Like she wants to include herself and say we murdered, and then goes like, "You mean I murdered?" See, Hilario, yeah. I, I thought for sure you'd take the feminist bent and say, how dare he presume that he should get to decide <laughs> that he has to be the murderer and that she she's this little, you know, this delicate flower and she That's can't make that choice No, I know you're not. I'm surprised you're not. <laughs> but he, he's the one who did the murdering. I know, but my point is she's mad at him because he made that decision for her. Yeah. And how you dare the he? The murder decision or the... Yeah. I'm the murderer decision. No, the murder decision. He didn't yeah. give her the opportunity to follow through on her own plan. He just oh, totally he took uh, all of her control, and yeah, that pissed true. me off. Yeah, yeah, that's a horrible thing. Yeah. However, I would disagree with the whole murdering thing. <laughs> okay, there's that. <laughs> I was thinking to myself, Illyrio probably has more of a problem with them straight up murdering this guy. He <laughs> <laughs> was awful. And you yeah. said it again, Robin. She didn't murder him. She was going to. What if she just right. sent him through the portal and not killed him? Would you have been okay with that? Yeah, totally. Okay. That's, I mean, I don't know if you listen to the podcast, Lario, but that was one of the things that I had a problem with was like, Gunn just straight up snapped this guy's neck and pushed him to the portal. Yeah. She just opened the portal. She yeah. didn't say, it, it was just kind of like assumed that he was going to die on his way through the portal. Nobody actually, uh, nobody says where the portal goes to or what. Was it not <laughs> a portal to Pylea? That's what I thought. I don't know because that would have been the ultimate, right? That would have been awesome. Yeah, okay, you're gonna be a nice cow, buddy. <laughs> um, um, anyway, they're trying to work out their issues, and I'm and I'm finding myself. You know, the the scene where they're on the stairs talking about about yeah. wanting to have a bath after the <laughs> rat, and yeah, and I'm thinking to myself. Oh, okay, goody. This relationship's dying. Can it just die now? <laughs> be, be done with it. I want this relationship to die a yes. Gavin Park death. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can I? Can I? Uh, I think there's a, a little bit of trivia I have for Apocalypse Nowish before we get into habeas corpses. Yeah, yeah. And this is like requested trivia I have. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, I did want to ask you, um, Illyrio, if you remember the episode of Buffy where. Uh, the Scooby Gang watches Apocalypse now. Uh, yeah, I believe so. I believe I remember that. Yes, it rings a bell, definitely. Was it in Xander's uh, basement apartment? I think it might have been. Uh-huh. I will like give you a clue. It's, it's probably one of your favorites, Illyrio. Was it Bed Bath & Beyond? <laughs> 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 no. Oh. It was uh, Restless. Oh, yay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and that's why Xander has this weird, you know, Apocalypse Now no, dream yeah. with the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, That was great. Uh, uh, so, by the way, oh, uh, one of my friends, her sister's husband owns a really kind of awesome restaurant in old Montreal here. And it's the restaurant that all the celebrities go to because nobody knows celebrities go there. <laughs> and uh, Harvey Keitel was there. Oh. I told my friend, oh, you should have said, I loved you in Apocalypse Now. <laughs> he wasn't in Apocalypse Now. He was cast and then kicked oh, yeah. off the movie. 
Oh my god! Oh, I didn't know that. It was replaced by Martin Sheen. They actually started filming, and oh, Fred wow. was like, "This isn't going to work out." And so they cast. So they cast Martin Sheen. Wow. Yeah, I'm an asshole like that. Jesus. <laughs> but she said no. What I told him was, "Hey, I saw your penis in the piano." <laughs> <laughs> Joss Whedon says this is one of the best uh, uh, Angel episodes of the series. So there you have that. It's pretty uh, good. I really yeah. like it. Except for, you know, the awful bits. Uh, <laughs> At the end. So, so if you watch the commercial, they promoted this as Reign of Fire. Yes. And uh, many thought this, this was actually the title of the episode until it became public knowledge that the episode is called Apocalypse Nowish. Um, and some believe that the WB had used a different title due to legal problems with the movie illusion, but it's, that's a stupid assumption because they don't ever put episode titles in commercials. That was just a promotional thing. So anyway, somebody yeah. was asking about that. And uh, somebody's also asking about the scheduling of Angel. Uh, I have kids screaming. Sorry. That's okay. So do I. Okay. <laughs> uh, Angel was on Tuesdays after Buffy for the first two seasons. Then it got pushed back to Mondays in season three after Buffy departed to UPN, yeah. which very much irritated me. I just got to say, you know, I was like, oh, well, that's a big F you to Buffy. It was just, We're moving Angel. We're not going to have you have your Buffy Angel block anymore. Anyway, uh, so on Mondays, it ran after Seventh Heaven. What a pairing. <laughs> Um, yeah. and, and uh, so in season four, the WB got Everwood and that took Angel's spot. So it was like seventh heaven and Everwood. Where are we going to put Angel? Uh, Smallville was on the Tuesday, 9 p.m. slots and Wednesday at nine, they had Birds of Prey premiering after Dawson's Creek. Thursday and Fridays were the WB's comedy show night. So for the first half of season four, Angel was on the WB's Big Sunday after Charmed, which actually is a better pairing. Uh, Birds of Prey was canceled mid-season, and so with their mid-season premiere at Habeas Corpuses, Angel went to Wednesdays at 9 till the end of the series. So Jeffrey Bell, the showrunner, was confident that the fans would follow after their third big move in like a year and a half. Um, he says not. He's not. He wasn't worried about the competition from the West Wing and the UPN's uh, Twilight Zone reboot, and, but The Bachelor that could kill us. He says. <laughs> Maybe. So he's very worried about that. <clears throat> wow. Anyway, some programming. So the show notes. was already competing with reality TV and stuff. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's about all the trivia I have for, uh, I have much less for uh, habeas corpses. But do you guys want to rate and do quotes before we actually officially start talking about habeas corpses? Yeah, I want to rate this sucker. Moira, all go right. first with your rating. Okay. I, it's what you guys said. So it's this awesome episode, and then this moment of sheer vomitous horribleness <laughs> at the end. But because, but because it's so shocking and awful, and when they pan back and you see Angel, and I'm just horrified that he's watching this. I'm just horrified. I know. But because of all that, in its own way, it's amazing. So I am actually giving it nine out of ten slow grinds in the sheets. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Illyrio? Uh This episode was really great. Really great. Except for that thing at the end. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to give it 8 out of 10 Cuckolding Sons. <laughs> I was, uh, I was, I'm very surprised you gave it an 8. Wow, I was really expecting that. Oh, it was really good. It was great. Yeah. Except for that. Yeah. Uh, we'll wait on Kim's points. Uh, Steph? 
Oh my god, I love this. It's so melodramatic. <laughs> it's so dramatic. I love it. Like it gets me so excited. Like <laughs> so because it moves me so much. I give it uh, ten out of ten shrines of flesh. Nice. Wow. wow. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much, but again, the the ending with them hooking up, mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm just not here for that at all. Like, that is not something I wanted to see. I know they're pretending. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see that. So I'm taking two points off. Uh, uh, I think Stephen tonight said take three three points off, but I'll just take two off because it's still – it's very it's thrilling to see the beast, that amazing action sequence. The fact that Angel got punched off a building, got up, pulled himself together, had to go check on Cordy and Connor to make sure they're okay, and then was confronted with that sight. <laughs> I feel bad for him. I'm going to give it 8 out of 10 uh, Chuck Heston Plagathons. Wow. <laughs> you know, I've, oft- I've often wondered what a sex scene involving Charisma Carpenter would be like. <laughs> I can think of very few greater disappointments in my life. Oh my god! Uh, I mean, like, like let's let's put the objectification right on the table here. Of the uh, attractive women that I would find myself interested in seeing in a love scene, uh, Charisma Carpenter is up there. And yeah, Charisma Carpenter is very sexy. This mm-hmm. was this was. Uh, <laughs> So it's this like evilly like dis- disappointing. Like this somebody was... gave you chocolate and then like poured <laughs> pickle juice on it. <laughs> oh my god! It's like oh. electing a young, dynamic, progressive prime minister, but he's all talk and uh, just helps his older <laughs> buddies. You know, he loves a party. Oh, so, Lord. Loves his banker friends. Uh, I love chocodiles. I forgot to mention that. Um, Just don't but, even go there, Robin. Just don't even go there. It's delicious. I have nothing yeah. to say about. No. I mean, I, uh, yeah, no, no. I, I would, I just see any sort of uh, uh, other leaders as like, I, I'm, I'd be luck. I'd be like, please just come. I, I'm, I'm happy to deal with whatever he's doing. <laughs> but yeah. anyway. <laughs> yeah, I understand. When you use the shit sandwiches, yeah. you know, shit salad seems like a good idea. Exactly. <laughs> but it's not. Like here, uh, you can stop shit having shit sandwiches, but, you know, um, only if you let me fart in your mouth. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Moving okay, on. Mo- moving on. Always, Although please, I will say, please. I will say that, that those last two sentences from Robin describe exactly how repulsed I was by that sexy. <laughs> so we have to keep that in the podcast. And for anyone who was offended, it's not nearly as offensive as what I had to watch. I have gotten. I have. I haven't edited anything out of this podcast yet. So. Lovely. Yeah. I have no notes. Yeah, to everyone, edit. Uh, we're moving on to the next episode right away. Wait, wait, wait. Quotes. Okay. Oh my God! Quotes, Myra, go. Oh my God! I have all the quotes. What if I'm finding a glurg and I ask for a coat bash to finish him off? What would you throw me? Uh, a towel. Glurgs are ninety percent pus. <laughs> Mine is. No, keep them on. Ah <laughs> uh, yes, yes. You're okay. You're okay. You're okay. Um, you might want to look into an exterminator or just burn the place down. 
Oh my God! You guys haven't gone for the obvious ones, but I'll do my other my my other less obvious one here. Uh, Angel and Lila. Angel, the enemy of my enemy, and Lila says, "Can kiss my ass too." <laughs> just, that was really oh, good. Amazing. I that, one. that was great. Or so how nobody's about, gonna oh, go for the Lorne lines. <laughs> oh, forget about that evil witch. Let's talk about me. I'm good and pure, and science turns me on. And one day. If I pray hard enough and eat all my vegetables, I just might have hips. <laughs> it's a good point. Uh, snakes? Uh-huh. And they came out of your what? <laughs> okay, okay, well, they did they get up there by themselves, or is that part of a, you know, a thing? No, no, I'm not judging. <laughs> the freaking Lauren phone calls are amazing. They're pretty awesome. It doesn't sound normal for a boy his age. No, every episode, every episode where Lauren is involved, <laughs> I'm thankful because I know that he will eventually die. Mm. That actor eventually dies. And I, when you first told us that, yeah. uh, or when we first found that out, I was just, I was worried that he was only going to be in it very, very little. And I'm so happy to see him continuously on this show. It's great. Yeah. It's one of the best things about watching Angel is to see this guy's work, you know, because yeah. everybody else has gone on and done other things, you know. But, I mean, this is, you can see him perform, and he's so funny. He's got all these great lines mm-hmm. in impeccable fashion. Uh, <laughs> what has J. August Richards done? <laughs> Except uh, for one episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. A couple episodes. Oh, yeah, I stopped watching um, after one episode. He was oh. in some longer well, in show. Episode. Yeah, he did some lawyer show. Some like uh, Blue Sky USA drama. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he's, I think he's in something else that's coming up. But uh, Habeas Corpses, written by showrunner Jeffrey Bell. Every time you say it, I think you're saying it wrong, but you're saying it right. Because <laughs> <laughs> every time I looked at it, I read it as Habeas Corpus. <laughs> Uh, if you'll notice, uh, overnight, Cordy's hair has changed from blonde to brown. Yeah. Um, she seems to be more pregnant, and uh, Gunn seems to have put on a little bit of weight. <laughs> Don't judge him. He's been stress, eating. He's been stress eating since That's the murder. Yeah. Every time I murder, I stress eat. <laughs> Um, so I just wanted to straight up the bat, like, first thing I noticed here was last episode was Ghostbusters. If you yeah. think about it. No, no, it was. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. This episode is Resident Evil. <laughs> uh, yeah, I suppose, I yeah. suppose, I suppose. You have workers, tur- a whole building, you're trapped in a building, it's full of zombies. There's an evil little girl at the end. Yeah. Uh, and I just wanted to mention that David Boreanaz was supposed to uh, star with Mila Jovovich in the original movie, but had to turn it down oh. because of the show. Oh, no. Oh. He was going to be playing Eric Mabius's role. I forget what his what the oh. character's name was. So he was going to be Bruce Willis's character? No, no, not Fifth Element. <laughs> but you said uh, Mila Jovovich. Yeah, that's a Resident Evil. She's only been in one movie. Uh, yes, I know. It's Are you talking about around. video games? Oh wait, that's Franco Patente. Damn it, I'm getting my right because my head's confused. No, uh, the Resident Evil movies are just awful. It was actually a fun tradition. Not the last one we didn't go, but um, like every year there would be one coming out. I mean, like a couple of my friends would just go to to laugh and just have a, a blast. Is that the, the movie where they have a, the evil corporations called the Umbrella Corporation? Yes. Yeah, they can go fuck themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Did we lose stuff? Or 
Uh, it's just no, I'm here. The, the idea that an umbrella corporation is actually a thing, you yeah. know, it's yeah. like, uh, uh, what was the one that owns Kraft and everything? Was it Philip Morris? And now they renamed themselves something else. Anyway, like those are umbrella corporations. Like they own a whole lot of other corporations. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I just thought that that was lazy and ridiculous. Um, well, isn't everything an umbrella corporation now? No. Like. No. I can think of one called Apple, which is not an umbrella corporation. They really just own yeah, themselves. It just feels like the whole world. FileMaker doesn't really count. I mean, they own it and they kind of run it like a company, but they run it poorly. Um, but yeah. Oh, um, uh, oh talk oh, amongst yourselves. Go I got to put my little monsters away. You, you, you guys keep talking. I was just going to, oh, okay. uh, I forgot the scene where Angel goes to Wolfram and Hart, talks to Lila to mm-hmm. get the information. He's holding an organizer or something, some kind of a little binder. Do we remember that? No. Well, anyway, Who's holding he is. Who's holding Angel he is holding. He's holding something, like a little, not a notebook, bigger than that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, yeah. In the previous episode? Yes. Okay. I forgot about this. Maybe it's his bringing- script because he had so much dialogue to memorize. He was constantly reading script. And <laughs> at one time it opens and you can see part of it's highlighted. So it's his oh part my- is highlighted. Oh, oh, that's hilarious. I love to go yeah. back and look at that. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's funny. Uh, so, uh, zombie episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this was kind of thin. Really? I, I thought there wasn't a lot to talk about here. It was right. basically, this is, this is something big, big that's happening. I mean, it's a pretty epic thing. Wolfram and Hart's been here since the beginning mm-hmm. and now they're being epically like destroyed. Yeah, and innocent it's, lawyers being murdered. Yeah, you can't the uh, the the beast. You can't kill him, and he's taken out Wolfram and Hart. Like, yeah, and it's hard to understand what the motivation is. What's the point? Hmm. Somehow he's connected to Connor because he came out yeah, of clearly. the pothole where Connor was born. The pothole, right? <laughs> the sewer. <laughs> Not like his dad's sewers, but <laughs> from beneath, from beneath, uh, he devours. Uh, I guess. <laughs> And he knows who Connor is, which is creepy too. He's the only, yeah. he's the only person he calls by name, right? Connor. Yes. yes. That's creepy. Um, yeah. And Cordy saw him coming and says he won't stop till he destroys us all or something like that, doesn't she? But we don't really, I mean, I realize we just don't have all the pieces of the puzzle yet, but it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Somebody, I don't know who it is. It might, it might be gone or someone says, well, wait a minute, evil beastie, you know, bad guy lawyers, come on, can't they all be on the same side or whatever? And <laughs> yeah. um, not a big it, loss if they're killing each other off. Too. Exactly, yeah. It's, it is hard to understand what the heck his point is. Oh, right? yeah, what the beast is doing. Yeah, well, I mean, clearly we don't know yet, but I'm just saying. And it, it's very Well, I mean, if you look at the end of the episode, he is draining power from the little girl there. Right. So Good point. Yeah, that's true. So I guess that so, might have been his plan okay, all along. But here's the thing. I don't really think he had to kill everyone in the building to get to the white room. <laughs> that's my point. He could just walk in. They can't hurt him. Press the button and go to the white room or whatever. He likes his job. He likes killing. <laughs> it's, it's, so I think it's just a bit of... He likes their job. But. It's just hoofy oh. demon bliss. Is that... <laughs> Okay. He does seem to enjoy when he was on the rooftop in the previous episode and he's holding up that guy by his leg, you know, when he was kicking his he did seem to really relish his job. You're right. (laughs) So maybe maybe that's all it is. He just likes to do it with flair. You could be right. Yeah, Yeah, just trucking (laughs) through and killing everybody. And the funniest I love the scene where 
Connor and Lila are walking through the, the, the floor of Wolfman and Hart. Everybody's trying to flee. And she's chatting with him. And then she says, oh, we're, we're going toward him now, aren't we? Something like that. It's that little yeah. scene where she realizes, okay, no more steel quotes. But basically she's saying, yeah, yeah. have fun with that. See you later. <laughs> and she fades into the background. Yeah. That's classic Lila. Preserve oneself first. <laughs> Uh, uh, gosh, uh, uh, now we got no. Now we have no newbies on this show, so I'm afraid to say anything. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, I, I, I think uh, one of my favorite things uh, about this episode was the beginning. Uh, the teaser is like 14 seconds long. Yeah, as short as yeah, teaser ever. Ever, yeah. And it's and it's basically Angel uh, pitching a fit. <laughs> pitching, uh, yeah. <laughs> But it's the funniest way, the way it is shot, he goes into the building and then you just hear a ton of commotion. And my mind's eye thought of him just like walking into a dark room and falling down a bunch of stairs. (laughs) 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 And that's what you're hearing is like the end of one terrible Mm -hmm. night for Angel. Punching a wall. having (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Poor Angel. Yeah, there is one part where he is uh, the beast is carrying uh, someone's head uh, through mm-hmm. the hallway. Picks it up, and, yeah. uh, and apparently that is the head of special effects makeup artist Robert Hall. Like it's a replica of his head, not his real head. But <laughs> that's the guy. He made a movie. He's from Alabama. He made a yeah. uh, a movie about his life, about how growing up in a trailer park in Alabama, and then became you know a special effects artist. That's neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Wesley yeah. was invited back to the group. Yeah, Wesley's back, and now we're back. Yeah. I was a little disappointed to be like, "Oh, so we're back." I mean, Angel even has like has had enough <laughs> by the end. He's like, "Get it together," you know. Uh, oh, you mean the but, gun with gun? You mean that's that We're back to Gun and Wesley squabbling over yeah. Fred again. Yeah, stupid. Um, I mean, I like having Wesley back. I've missed Wesley yeah. so much. And so I'm glad that he seems to be hanging around. And some of them at least seem to be accepting that. That's positive. Mm-hmm. Um, but him, see, Gun again. Okay, so Gun's relationship with Fred, you guys all hate. I agree. Because it's so childish and stupid. And Gun's <laughs> reaction to Wesley is equally childish and stupid. He's so threatened yeah. by him. And so I feel, I don't know if it's J. August Richard or if it's just Richard, sorry, or if it's just the scripts he's given. But again, they're they're keeping his character kind of unidimensional and it's just growing old, you know? I'm getting tired of yeah. it. Stop fighting. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm kind of bothered by it too. And I can't say anything more than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, just whatever. Um, I have returned in time to avoid almost spoilers. Claudine for three, for two thirty one asks, "What is a trapper keeper?" Claudine, really? It is a binder that has an extra long back flap that folds over and attaches with, with Velcro, and you have lots of little pockets in it. Binders full of women. What? Binders full of women. Okay, I missed that. Oh golly, which? Isn't that Romney? <laughs> oh wait, I think I that now. That's awful. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Illyrio, yes, what did sir. you think of this episode? <laughs> We're trying to not talk about it as much, but oh, I thought this episode was really great. I thought the. Um, all the Wolfram and Hart bits were great. 
Um, I was surprised with the zombies. That was neat. I yeah. love the banter between Connor and Angel at that moment. <laughs> that I not actually quote for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. I also, um, I didn't like Angel telling Cordy to stay behind. I thought that was lame. I also thought that the, um, I also thought that the um, teasing us of teasing us the gun was being left behind or bitten or turned into a zombie was really cheap. Like he should have been turned into a zombie and then maybe they'd right. have like a zombie around for a while and they'd have to like try and cure him. <laughs> just play video games maybe it would make yeah. his character more interesting. It yeah, might. Make it more interesting. <laughs> and then we'd have a, a proper love triangle between Wesley, <laughs> um, Fred and Lila. So I also totally freaked out when it looked like he was going to kill Lila, that, that, that demon guy. I was really scared we were going to lose one of my favorite characters. All right, let me try to respond to like every single thing. The, okay, the last thing was the, the beast pierces uh, Lila's stomach. Mm-hmm. Uh, just so you know, this is the second time Vladimir Coolidge has stabbed Stephanie Romanoff in the stomach. Apparently, <laughs> that also happens in some sort of show or a movie called Seven Days. So. That's weird. That's funny. <laughs> it's like she's like, oh yeah, I've worked with him before. He's also stabbed me in the stomach before too. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yes, yeah, so the gun that, that is very weird, and it may have to do with the fact that th- there's a deleted scene there. Um, apparently, a gun like comes back in the room, and Wesley and Fred are like worried about him, and he like. Fake, does like a zombie fake out. <laughs> he starts going, you know, and then <laughs> just like, just kidding, guys, I wasn't bit. <laughs> so I don't know. They just kind of cut all that out. And they also like were like mentioned during there. There was like an offhand, like, oh, it's not those kinds of zombies, <laughs> you know, whatever. It is, yeah. And, and the fact that there's like, it's so weird to see like people facing like a building full of zombies and all they're doing is punching them. <laughs> I'm just pushing them aside and not like, you know, cracking them over the head with a large, heavy object. It's like they've got better things to do than kill all the zombies. (laughs) No, you should kill all the zombies. That's a rule. (laughs) That's a rule. At least they have the same zombie rules because Angel outlines how to to kill them. Yeah. And all the same applies. I'm glad to know there's a continuity across different, you know, genres and (laughs) networks and whatnot. Uh, and also, yes, the angel um, is in his passive aggressive phase right now. He he's pissed off about something, and he d- doesn't want to talk about it. He can't reveal it, and and he doesn't do it until the end. But yeah, throughout this episode, he is just uh, yeah, like you said, <laughs> uh, it's way too dangerous for Gordy, you know, to go along. And yeah, he you just doesn't want to be around her. Should we assume that um, had the beast caught up to Lila, he would have slaughtered her as well? She wasn't anything special. Like, I just wonder why he probed her tummy like that mm, yeah. and then just tossed her and let her roll across the room. Yeah, that did finish her off. Yeah, that was a bit weird. He got distracted by uh, Connor breaking a sword over him or something. Or oh, maybe. Yeah, fair enough. That happened at a different moment. Oh, okay. He literally just did it? I don't know. let her roll off the desk. First, and then Connor came in, didn't he? Really? Uh, I, forget. I don't know. I only anyway. watched this today. Um, uh, what did you think of the Beast's connection to Connor, Delirio? Um, that was, was interesting, yeah. but it didn't really fly with me because they teased that he wanted to kill Cordy, but when he first popped up, he didn't in the previous episode. Right. Um, and this connection with Connor was kind of, uh, sure, maybe, but that's, 
I didn't buy it because Connor's really actually, when you think about it, a boring part of the show. <laughs> and I don't, well, yeah, I don't. He's but you know, just the to... center of anything like that, frankly. Yeah. Um, he's he's much more important to the show as kind of a a weird kind of mirror for Angel. Uh, you know, Angel who can never see himself in the mirror sees himself in Connor all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he why is he surprised that Connor is after Cordy? He's his son. Um, and all of, you know, that kind of stuff that you know, gets, you know, typical play where it's uh, fathers and sons and they have rivalries and all this mm-hmm. jazz and the whole kind of Oedipal thing that we were mentioning, even though, you know, Connor's not. not really Oedipal in this very strict pedantic sense. But the idea of Connor being the whole point of this guy was, I didn't buy it because then why not just do something with Connor directly? Uh, why go and kill all those people and go to Wilferman Hart and all that stuff? Uh, I, I wasn't buying it. Well, I mean, we were talking about that too. Like, why did he go there? And it seemed like he was getting power from um, the little girl in the white mm-hmm. room. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you'll find out more about that. But it's an unanswered question oh, wait. still. Why it did two vampires have a over? Sorry. <laughs> Why did two vampires have a baby? You know? Why did he rise from the spot that Connor was born in? You know? But yeah, it, it oh, is I have a thought. There's a hell mouth under there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's pretty simple. He is looking very lava like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but you're right though. I mean it's like uh, this character of Connor is it's it's you have to really kind of like struggle to be like, okay, I'm, I'm interested <laughs> because if it, if it was like this beast rose from the earth and somehow is connected to Wesley, you'd be like, Ooh, <laughs> but you know, Connor, it's like, oh. um, I was so. hoping it was actually going to be like when that thing first popped up, I was hoping it would actually turn out to be skip. Oh yeah, you're get the big reveal that I was right all along. Yeah. It looks like a disorientation. You, you, you keep hating on Skip there, Larry. Skip just is the keep, worst. Yeah, just keep going. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, uh, I like Wesley gets to be a badass again in this episode. Yeah. Like he just goes off to uh, oh to rescue Lila, and uh, that was an awesome know. rescue. Yeah. yeah. And then shows back up to tell the group that Connor's still in there. Can I just say, Wesley is so ridiculously yummy at this point. He is. Mm. You know, it's, oh my God. And, uh, oh, far you know, sexier than Angel. Yeah, just, far. There's just, oh, there's, it's, it's the, no comparison. Magnetism and charisma is ridiculous. Oh, it's horrible. It's I mean, grouping off him. Yeah. So at this oh, point, yeah. are he and Allison Hannigan already married? Are they dating? What's the situation there? Yeah. I believe they're together. I, I can't. I, I didn't memorize their anniversary date. I should have. Of course. I'll look it up. Keep going. Fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, now, now, Allison, now I get why. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Not just because he's cute in a kangaroo suit. Exactly. My monster. <laughs> go uh, yell at them. Pretend. Be right back. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. But, <laughs> they were married in 03, and so this is 03. Yeah. No, this is 02, I think. He'll never it? know. Uh, I think no, this, this is episode now. of 03. Oh, okay. So okay. he's getting married to her that year. Um, so I'm sure they're a courting. Wow, I can see why. Totally. I have to stop I have to stop salivating, but I can't help myself. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I feel the same way about Allison Hannigan. Oh. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> 
Also, also so confident. I think you guys said last episode when they have the regression episode, spin the bottle and you know, they're 17 or whatever and how it it was really fun to see dorky Wesley again. Um, (laughs) But the contrast between that and this, the way, especially the way he handles Lila, the way he just, it's just, old-fashioned manful for lack of a better word he just comes in does what needs to be done sort of says you know what lila you just you just disappear you go hide in the distance somewhere because you know you are not safe to come out and you can tell in that moment that he you know he might have some i don't know what the word is affection i think he has some feelings for lila but you know that it's not anything real it's you know, it's just lust. It's just a way to cope. It's not, it's not. He's, it's, he's not in love, but I think he cares no. for her. And that's why he goes after her. Yeah. I mean, because he's a decent human being underneath all of it, right? Yeah. Like his good and evil speech, which I won't stand but his quotes, but basically he chose his side and he's, <laughs> yeah. he's my hero. He's Wesley. Yeah. Yeah. He's my human champion. <sighs> uh, I feel yeah. bad. This is the last episode of Daniel Day Kim on it. And, you know, know. it's so weird that it's like, Right around the same week where Daniel Day Kim was having these problems with Hawaii Five-0 and he left that show because he wasn't getting paid as much as the other actors, him and uh, Grace Park weren't. So oh, that. I'm just like, oh, I miss Daniel Day Kim. Yeah, okay, but, you know, he's been in Hawaii ever since Lost. Lost. <laughs> yeah, and that's why he wanted on Hawaii, uh, wanted on Hawaii Five-0 so he didn't have to move. Now I'm sure his kids are grown. <laughs> it's been how long now? Like, seriously, uh, about now. 13, 13 years. years since yes. so yeah, 2004 years, was yeah. lost, right? So 13 years. Yeah, his kids yep. are probably grown. They probably have babies of their own by now. <laughs> 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 uh, wow. Uh, but I love that for some reason, like, like nobody cares about Gavin at all in the show. <laughs> uh, everybody no. hates him. But for some reason, like at the final moments, Gunn decides that he has some sort of like care for Gavin that he's not going to let him live as a as zombie. A zombie he, yeah. So he it wasn't was like, him. And it's somebody I recognize. I can't handle it. I, I have to yeah, put it I was just like, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, and, and there's uh, a funny bit. Oh no, sorry. Go ahead, Robin. Well, I like that. Uh, you know, it's kind of up in the air about. I think the first time I watched this. You know, and I when I think back on this episode, I go, "Oh yeah, that's the one where the beast uh, transfers through Wolfram and Hart and turns everybody into zombies." Wesley actually says, like, he's not sure if it was because of the beast or because it might be some sort of Wolfram and Hart security Hart measure. Yeah, yeah, like, that you, wouldn't be a big surprise. You, you die here, you're you're yeah, still yeah. going to work for us. Yeah, it's on lockdown, <laughs> and now you're all turned into the army of the undead. Yeah, <laughs> here's your paycheck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I was going to say, I thought it was funny when they were heading out to Wolfram and Hart and he wouldn't let Cordy go, as you said. Yeah. But he's like, come on, Fred, get a move on. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, oh my God. Little, little teeny Fred. <laughs> um, oh, oh gosh. Yes, I'm looking over my notes. The Lila Wesley stuff again. Like, mm-hmm. right when, like, he, he says he's got to go warn the gang about Connor and. <laughs> Lila's like looks like Lila's about to say I love you to him, but she can't. Um, she's yeah. she's basically like I forget what she, I forget what she says. Oh, she says Connor's trapped up there. That's right. Oh, that's right. She says Connor's trapped, uh, and uh, that's when Wesley decides to go warn everybody. But it looked like she was about to say like I love you, Wesley. 
But I was I was thinking to myself, the reason she even bothered to tell him about Connor is because of their relationship. Like, I think if that hadn't been Wesley, I'm not convinced yeah. she would have said anything. She, yeah, that's true. She, I don't care? think she cares. No, I don't no. think she cares about Connor. No, I don't think Connor's playing a part in her apocalypse, apocalypse plans. That's just Angel, yeah. right? As far as I know. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think that was her giving up that information because of her feelings for Wesley. Right. That's my interpretation anyway. Well, um, it's getting to be kind of late here where it looks like mm-hmm. we're never going to get him on the podcast. And no. who knows where Valeria's gone. So I don't know if we want to like start wrapping up. Uh, yeah. What do you think, uh, Steph? Sure. <laughs> okay. I feel like we can't. Oh, there's Valeria. We're about to get into ratings and quotes. Did you have any yes. more points? Sir? I'm sorry, guys. I, I, I'm like alone with them, and they are old enough to go to bed by themselves, but they chose to run around the house instead. Of course. <laughs> uh, yes. Points. I really like this episode. I'm really sad to see Gavin Park go. Yeah. I thought the potential of zombies killing a gun would have been great. <laughs> I, to- I had totally forgotten about the little girl in the red dress yeah. in the white room. I thought that was cool. I find Angel's um, claims about his memory to be laughable. Uh, <laughs> the photographic memory. <laughs> just yeah. ridiculous. The banter between him and Connor were cool. I'm, I'm, I'm buying that they can actually have a viable relationship more than ever now, um, regardless the stupid conflict over Cordy. Um, and um, I think the one big thing that bothered me about this episode was when Wesley came back to tell them that Connor was there, he mentioned something about losing <sighs> sometimes sucks. And like, like are, we still, are we still on oh, this? And I yes. just loud. I said, she's not a thing you can lose. She's a human being and she has yeah. her own mind and preferences. You're being awful and you're not supposed to be this awful. Yeah. And right. so I, I was very disappointed by that because he's not supposed to be that awful. He's supposed uh, to be dark, booty, and sexy, but not, you know, all hung hung up over a girl who chose someone else. Like, she's yeah. allowed to pick who she wants, dude. Stop it. Yeah, but oh. uh, the, those those were my points. There's a, there's a death that we actually did not um, acknowledge, and I want to acknowledge it right here because really, honestly, it's been uh, a character that uh, we've acknowledged again and again. It's near and dear to my heart um r.i.p hubcap x uh the beast destroyed you thank god <laughs> and i feel like you would have been amazing to cut gavin's head off but you're 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 gone too soon you're gone too soon x. most definitely gone too soon all righty think that's so Lyria, with all that do you have a rating yeah uh, wait, have you guys already gone? No, no, we haven't, but uh, you've just heard of summed up, so I thought maybe you could just rate. Your guest goes first, Byron. That's okay, it's okay. Yeah, my just, rating is 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10 mountains of toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll go. Um, I, I really liked this one. I, I didn't, I didn't love it as much as the previous one, and I think, as you guys kind of alluded to, I found some parts of it not exactly slow moving, but it was more okay, more zombies. Okay, we crept around the hallway yeah. again. Okay, uh, fine, just move along. Tell me what's going to happen. So, um, whatever, enjoyable. 
And yeah, sad to see Gavin go. And oh, and I was going to say, made me wonder, is this really the last we see of Lila? Like what, Lila skulks off in the dark sewers and it stumbles away and that's it? I, I, when I, she runs into some mutant turtles. Well, I don't know, but I thought, <laughs> I, I have no idea. I mean, I, I hate to think it's the last of Lila, but I'm just saying it's not at all clear that it's safe for her to come back. So made me wonder. Um, anyway, so overall, good, but I didn't love it as much as the last one. So I am going to give it... Eight out of ten storage cupboard escape shoots. <laughs> yeah, it, it for me it's so hard to compare like the previous episode and this episode. Like I don't want to give this episode a low rating, but I just feel like there's just not much there. It's not bad. Um, mm-hmm. I liked that. Uh, yeah, that the the this makes the beast seem even more uh, formidable. Yes, because you know of Wolferman Hart, he he's pretty much cleaning out the building. Uh, but mm-hmm. and I don't know how I feel about how they got how the little girl sent him back to the Hyperion Hotel. Like that was cool on one hand, but on the mm-hmm. other hand, it was too easy. Like <laughs> it's weird. Use uh, ex girlina. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I can't wait to see what happens next because I cannot remember. But like, <laughs> I think this is really cool of what they've done to Wolfram and Hart. But I give it oh I don't know seven and a half pothole demons out of ten. <laughs> uh, yeah, I um I definitely think this is I I, I just remember at the time watching this being like uh, disturbed and like you know. On the edge of my seat as well. Um, this was a this was an awesome action episode of Angel, um, but yeah, it is sad to see uh, like oh the triangle is setting itself back up again. Let's hope that we're not going to just recycle this stuff again. Um, I I think I liked it in total as much as I liked the previous episode, so I'm just going to give it uh, eight out of ten as well. Eight out of ten zombie lawyers. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully we'll get some scores from Kim. Um, right now, uh, we have Apocalypse Nowish at 8.75 and Habeas Corpses at 8.1. So, yep. Yipper. Um, <laughs> Illyrio, I'm happy to act with you if you'd like to do. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, who do you want me to be? Uh, I will be Angel. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. He looks dead. It's more of an undead thing. What? I'm I'm improvising. I'm 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 doing oh. it from my memory. I don't have it written down. <laughs> You're on the photographic memory. No, of course not. Here, I'll, I'll hold it up to my screen. You can read it. Can <laughs> <laughs> I've got it here too. Here, let's do it. Let's do it. Moira, go for it. I'm going to make you front and center here, so everybody sees you too. Go for it. Hold it up. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Here. Just, I want to see if we can actually. Can, I, can you read it? Uh, there. Uh, got it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's a zombie. <laughs> it's a zombie. Okay. Oh shit! Where's, oh god! What's a zombie? What's a zombie? It's an undead thing. Like you? No, zombies are slow moving and dumb with it. Like thing. you? They crave human flesh. 
like you. <laughs> he says something that I can't see. Cause I know. No. It just, it just went, oh, my screen just went blank. Oh, my God. It's okay. it's different, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I usually have a screen oh. up for, for stuff like this, but I just love that exchange so much. It's so funny. Yeah. It was funny, and like, it was... There actually awesome. is no difference. It was, it was, it was, it was so it good. It actually sounded like what two people who like each other would say to each other if they yeah. heard about it. <laughs> it's the best. Oh, that's the kind of stuff I want to see, not this stupid stuff i don't want i don't yeah. want i don't here's the thing okay i don't want angel to be woody and connor to be Henri, okay and uh and uh, cordelia to be kelly sorry i what? don't know what you're referencing i have no oh, idea what you're talking about cheers is it cheers reference oh, oh Henri, what <laughs> i'm going to steal your girlfriend woody oh him oh my god yeah no K-E-L-O-Y. not like that i'm going to steal your girlfriend yeah. Yeah. It was good. Anybody else have any quotes? Yeah. <laughs> I got a photographic memory. <laughs> <laughs> Steph? What the hell was that? Zombies. Yeah, thanks for the new news flash, Captain <laughs> Obvious. <laughs> Cordelia, I don't want you there. It's too dangerous. Way too dangerous. I can't risk it. Fred, get a move on. <laughs> that was good. Oh. Uh. Oh, I also like the part where they show up. They show up. Uh, they get transported into the Hyperion, and Lord oh. looks at his drink. Okay. So I, 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 I almost yes. went for if it wasn't so ridiculous to have all that toilet paper, I would have gone for martinis and magazines. <laughs> Nine out of ten martinis and magazines, because that is exactly what Lauren would be doing. While they're is he'd be sitting with a martini and reading a magazine. Uh, and uh, I had I had time, I would have made myself a martini. But instead, I'm having some white owl whiskey, everyone. Uh, this is my podcast juice from now on. Nice. Seems to be working well. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so, Robin, did you find a drunk Shimoda? Wait, drunk show. <laughs> ah, now I know what that means. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, 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 That's what we thought. So, yeah. You can always let us know what you think by sending us an email at Redemptioncast at gmail dot I don't know whatever dot com. Com. It's <laughs> very yeah, good. Com. You know what, Moira, you did it better than Kim ever had. <laughs> also, if you have any uh, uh, dirt uh, and cl- want to clear up some of those charisma carpenter rumors, and it's got, I, I need actual interviews. Actual, actual, factual. actual factual. Don't send me fake news. Oh. Put attention. What if someone wanted to send you a potent potable. <laughs> I just I've I've gone to Reddit over these past few days. If actually, gosh, it's been months. I've been constantly wooed back to like, oh, maybe I can look a little deeper and see if. As long as you don't go to 4chan, you'll be safe. No, thank you. No, no, no. Mostly Reddit, and uh, we didn't ask. Uh, Have you tried the dark web? <laughs> it's probably there. Get the Tor browser and get yourself on the dark web on the dark web and find, <laughs> find out everything you never ever wanted to know about it. <laughs> right, right. All right. So uh, next time, uh, I have to say uh, there's 36 episodes of Angel left. Um, oh. And Alirio, you're still with us, right? I mean, yeah. Okay. No, I mean, fuck the show, but I'm still here. <laughs> okay, and hopefully Kim's still with us too. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and tease and say you guys are gonna lose your shit again next week. Uh, <laughs> I won't reveal whether that's a good or a bad thing. But the next two episodes are Long Day's Journey and Awakening. What? Long Day's Journey 
and Awakening. Didn't we already have an episode named Awakening in the Buffyverse? I don't think so. Really? Hmm. Okay. Don't Google it. <laughs> yeah, God. Uh, hmm. uh, but hmm. uh, what, what do you think? Oh, what do I think is going to happen? Yes. Um, okay. The journey will be all about Lila and her long journey to redemption and joining the good guys. And then at the end, she double crosses them and she's evil again. And then uh, what was the last one? Awakening. Um, Awakening. We're going to find out it was all a dream. (laughs) 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 Yeah, Cordy got food poisoning from a chocodile. (laughs) Drink all is, it, is that a thing? A chocodile? Is that an actual thing? It is. Thing? It's a chocolate-covered really? Twinkie, and it is amazing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, you'd yeah. figure without universal health care, you guys would not do that to yourselves. Uh, okay. When are you sending me another package of coffee crisps? I just... Oh, <laughs> that's an excellent question. I thought you guys had it now, but I guess only certain oh, parts of the states. Yeah, oh. I guess. Yeah, I got to oh. shop around. Listen, it, how, you how, can how get much... You them at, like, World Market. Okay, but how, how much is one? Oh, I don't know. Because I can get like two for a dollar, and our dollar's super cheap compared super to yours right now. Like, <laughs> I am dreading, I'm dreading this trip just for the food expenses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as you drive by, hawk a couple of coffee crisps and a plate of poutine my way. Yeah, I won't be driving by. That's yeah. the thing. We're going the other way. Oh, oh, that reminds me, poutine. You know what I had on my holiday a couple of weeks ago? Best thing ever. You have a lobster poutine. I had a lobster poutine. How was oh, it? Oh, my God. What did they use as a sauce? It was like a, a, a creamy fish sauce. So Because it, like it was actually... Was it it was actually, uh, No, not was exactly. Yes, I think that, yes. And it was amazing. They had crab, they had lobster, they had some scallops snuck I, in there. I suppose it would be amazing if you enjoyed oh. seafood. Sure. Oh, it was so good. No, thanks. So, uh, so we should say goodbye yeah. to the listeners. <laughs> oh, hey, listeners. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking around with us. We have three viewers who are like, well, they're talking about. They're on fish now. What are they talking about? All right, guys. Bye. Bye. Don't give up. Don't give up. It never really mattered too much to me. That you were just too damned old for me All that really mattered was you were my girlfriend And baby, that's all that mattered to me Let me love you
Let me love you down.